Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. How you doing, Monica? I'm hanging in there. Hanging, hanging, hanging. That's all we can do right now, right? How about you? I am staying busy. I am... I've been working on my bath soaks today, so I've been making those for a while, magical bath soaks, and... um. I have decided, thanks to Monica's Mr. Spirit Guide, to do an entire Zodiac line. Great. And Super. so that's what I'm working on right now. And one of my really good friends, Emily, is helping me design the logos and stuff for each of the Zodiac signs. And they are so fucking cute. Excellent. Excellent. Your stuff flies off the shelf. It I, does it. I, honestly, I can't keep it in stock enough so what i'm going to try and do is make a giant order and then like dedicate like a week to just making a ton of stock so that because i can't put it on etsy or on my website or anything because it just flies wherever i put it so i need to make a giant thing of it so yeah it's good it's excellent good for Mm -hmm. you i'm i'm blessed it's it's a good problem to have it's definitely a good good problem to have at all (laughs) sure for sure so we are here with an Ask Astraga for today, and we got a pretty good one. We have a couple stories to do. We have um, a couple good questions, and we're actually going to start you guys off today with a story. Okay, let's hear that story. And I am finding it. Here we go. All right. So our story today comes from Curtis. And it says, hello, it's probably too late to get this to you, but here it goes. First of all, I'm just going to interject. It's never too late because we definitely run on pagan standard time. We're always late. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. (laughs) My first experience with witchcraft was probably when I did a cord cutting ritual with my best friend and her coven. However, the first time my magic was validated and my first actual whoa experience was a few years ago. I was living in Southern Illinois and had finished college and was attempting to move to St. Louis, Missouri. I had been going to interviews and getting no job offers. So my best friend and witchcraft mentor suggested we do a candle slash ritual to bring me a job. I forget the specifics of the ritual. However, we called to the Egyptian goddess Ma'at. God, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm such a bad, Ma'at? I'm such a bad pagan. Um, We called on the Egyptian goddess Mott to essentially weigh my options and decide now or never on moving away to the city. We made a charm bag out of various stones, herbs, and candle wax to represent the spell as I went to my interviews. However, about 30 minutes later, I received a phone call from a metaphysical store in St. Louis offering me a job. I started the next week and that allowed me to move out on my own. It was a really surreal experience as my spell work had immediately, now or never, manifested. Oh, wow. That's great. I got chills just reading that. Just hardcore chills. It's crazy. As for the first time I thought I was a witch, or I'm sorry, as for the first time I knew I was a witch, I'm not sure. I suppose it was when my teacher started calling me a witch, but it was never a definitive moment. I guess it could have been after my validated experience outlined above, but I just can't pin it down. I've always been obsessed with witches and magic. I used to play witch growing up. I would wear a cape, a witch hat, and ride my broom, which was a glittery baton. May my parents claim they had no idea I was gay. (laughs) Uh, It was as if one day I wasn't, and then I was. 
I hope this was helpful and interesting. Love the topics in the show. Thank you. Fearlessly, Curtis. Curtis, you are a badass. First of all, glittery baton. I think you have been my best friend since you were a child. Yeah, I love glitter too. I'm the glitter queen too. That's what they call me too. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that should have been your first sign that you were a witch because like, okay, gl- glitter batons, it's not just a sign of being gay. That's a sign of being a witch. All right. Cause glitter is like, <laughs> it's like air for a witch. It is. Like it's just, it's just it a natural part of our life and our life force. So, so part of, I mean, I walk around with glitter and sometimes I, I, pretend to wipe it on Hovick at work and he flips out. <laughs> I'm like, come here, you know, because I've, I've covered in it all the time. I've done that to, to Ricky a, a few amount of times, but I don't pretend I actually do it. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I'm not allowed to do it. So, but you yeah. know, there will be times that like I haven't, like, I can't say that I've used glitter in probably like a week or two right now. Uh-huh. But I promise you, if I were to take a good look at like one of the cats or the dog or Ricky or even my roommate, I bet there's a piece of glitter on one of them. I bet you. I bet mm-hmm. you. I take you up on that bet. Yeah, we both win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just it's just a staple in the house, you know. Yeah, some people don't like using it, you know, but that's okay, you know. Some people substitute with herbs or something, but I like the glitter because it attracts. Well, I'm starting to make a switch. I'm using up all of the glitter that I have, and I'm making a switch to using biodegradable glitter and mica, oh. which is super affordable. You can get all sorts of colors of mica online really easily, and it works really wonderful in place of glitter, and it's a lot better for the planet. Huh. I have mm-hmm. to look that up. It's my research on that. Oh, yeah, and there's all sorts of cool colors. It's not as shiny as as glitter but it has really beautiful pigment mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so you can definitely use it and there is shimmery um mica so it still will bring that shimmer and bring that attractant in absolutely i'm gonna look that up kind of into my research mm-hmm. so Excellent. here's the interesting thing though moving forward with these we have two questions that kind of ask the same question more or less so i'm gonna read both of them and i feel like we can group them together for the answer perfect go ahead okay hello dear shauna and dear monica i am writing to you today with a question for the next ask astrega my wife and i both have mental illnesses we have professional help but i would like to help us heal with some magic do you have any ideas for spells or rituals for healing trauma depression anxiety obsessive compulsive behavior etc etc i hope you answer this lots of love and good vibes louisa so we have Louisa's. Okay. And then, and can I just say that I love that Louisa put a little snowflake emoji after Aww. her name. I don't know if it's because she's from someplace cold or if it's because she knows I'm obsessed with snowflakes. <laughs> yes. But that was nice. Okay. Okay. So then we have another question here from, um, I believe it's Brianna. Um, hi, decently new pagan here, only like one to two years in, and I was wondering if there are any deities or saints that would be good for decision making. I'm going to college in the fall. I have extreme generalized anxiety, puking traumas, etc. Thank you, love you both. I always enjoy your episodes, and they've helped me learn a lot about the craft. Okay, first off, I feel like we've answered this one before. Um, maybe I'm sure we My- have, but. I can't remember. And like, even as I was adding this last one to the list, I was like, I feel like I've answered this one before. Like I remember typing it out. So if we are answering this twice, please know that Monica and I both have the attention span of hamsters. Absolutely. We're just 
proving that to you right now. Um, but who knows, maybe we'll give a different answer this time and it'll be, you know, a little, a little more informative. Now, the reason why I'm grouping this together is because our second one tied in a little bit with Louise's here about anxiety and all of these different things. So a lot of what we're going to be talking about is anxiety and, and things that you can do to help with that. But let me first just real quick say that we just did um, the April ask, um, I'm sorry, the April astrology episode with Taddy, and we were talking about Persephone and how she's good for changes and stuff like that. We we're talking about Persephone and Hecate to be right. like the light and the dark, help you with clarity. Right. help you with adjusting to major changes well Persephone is also good when you need to kind of weigh your options like that when you're really torn so uh -huh. that's one way to look at it I feel like Persephone may be a good one for choosing colleges and stuff like that and maybe even just drawing on the power of, of Hecate as well right because she's the key holder the knowledge you know the mm -hmm. knowledge but other deities that might work would I was also think Ganesh right the the road opener how about Archangel Michael I mean, he's for movement and motivation. I guess I never thought about it the way I always, I mean, yeah, because he's fire, you know, but yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always think about him just for protection and like calling yeah, on him when you protection. Yeah, great for movement and courage and victory. So you might want to do a little prayer to Archangel Michael, but make sure you talk to him out loud and direct him accordingly. Say the words very clearly. Say, I need movement in this situation or, you know, movement from my anxiety. Because if you leave it up to him, as you know, he is a warrior and he can bring you war. So you have to be very specific with him. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that so, would be good for like the decision making and things like that for the college part. Yeah, now let's yes. talk about stuff that we can do just for healing, for depression, for anxiety, for things like that. And let me preface this with witchcraft is 100% never a substitution for medical attention. So if you guys are listening to this and you feel like you're suffering from anything that could be, um, you know, life-threatening or damaging to you, depression, anxiety, trauma, PTSD, I mean, the list goes on and on. If you feel like you need help, there's nothing wrong with that. Please reach out to a hotline, to your doctor, to what, whoever or whatever you need to, to get the help that you need. You can definitely use witchcraft um, to complement these things to yes. help you go, but it is never, ever a substitution for it. Absolutely. I agree. 100%. And so I love how Louisa even wrote in there. She's like, we both, you know, got our doctors and stuff. So she's doing that right. Okay, um, good. What do you got for this, Monica? Well, I mean, I mean, Let's see. I would say, as far as herbs go, definitely lavender for sure. And definitely eucalyptus. Eucalyptus definitely brings down emotionally charged situations. So bringing fresh eucalyptus into the house, tying it in a bundle, putting it on your shower head and taking a shower with it can help. So I would go, as far as herbs go, I would go with eucalyptus, lavender, and chamomile. Chamomile is very calming as well. It's also very purifying too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those um, herbs are that's the way I fly. I'm going to piggyback off the herbs real quick and add one more. Well, one and a half more. First off, bergamot is amazing to oh. um, help with depression because it's even like they've done studies with it and stuff. And they say that there's something in the, the oil or in the scent that like triggers a chemical release in our brain that can help with that. Great. And it's energetically and metaphysically, it's known it's known to help with um, bringing happiness and lifting heavy emotions and stuff like that. So it's very much so a happiness herb. And I love the smell of bergamot oil. 
Mm, interesting. Oh. It's a really lovely smell. And why I said one and a half herbs to piggyback off this is bergamot uh, is a type of orange, I believe. Wow. So it falls in the citrus family, basically. It's all within that realm. Um, so you can also add citrus into your diet or use those aromas and use them in your baths or in candles and mojo bags because they're very citrus is very high vibrational it's very purifying and orange is another one in general that in, that instills happiness and uplifts your spirit okay and i'm going to take it another step further as far as candle work goes i would go with saint anthony okay yeah saint anthony for family matters or special favors okay there's also saint dimphna um and i feel like she I wish that there is a better way to like that they would title her because her official title is something like the patron saint of the mentally insane and I feel like we yeah. need to fix that because it's a fucked up name and I think yeah. because of that she's not as well known but what she really like I think her dad was nuts is what it was I think her dad was like a very like strange and kind of deranged individual if I recall correctly but what St. Dimphna actually does is she helps you with anxiety and depression Okay, with cool. traumas, with PTSD, with different things like that. So she's actually a really cool saint that you can work with. You can look her up. Please don't be turned off by like her official title. She was named a really long time ago when things obviously were not nearly as PC as they are now. Right. Yeah, correct. Um, but I do have like a little combo for crystals that I really like to use as well for these things. Um, hematite to keep you grounded. Yes. Absolutely. Or iron, like a lodestone or iron, if you have that as well. But also Amazonite, which is fabulous for anxiety. Uh, carnelian is wonderful for happiness. It's the happy stone. And I also like to use, I love carnelian, but I also like to use fluorite because fluorite, fluorite is an um, excellent healer. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a healing stone. And it's almost like if you look at it, it looks like it's a cooling stone. Like, which sounds yeah. silly, but it's like, it looks like a pool of fresh water on a hot day. And, you know, the old go by standby is amethyst. You know that, right? Amethyst. But another one that's amazing is tangerine quartz. Oh, it's a really good emotional healer and for healing traumas from the past, even as deep as healing traumas from past lives. Wow. Okay. And if you put a couple of them together in your hand and like shake them and they click together, they make such a beautiful noise. They're a very beautiful crystal, but like they're musical. That's the word I'm trying to look for. Okay. Yeah, that's our, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. I like that. I feel like we were very informative with that. <laughs> yes. Great. Okay. So here's another quick question. Um, I'm leaving the name out of this one because this guy, this person is a kid um says hi i'm 12 and i'm a baby witch and my family doesn't know so i was wondering how could i get resources like jars crystals etc without being obvious well first of all any good witch knows that we try and reuse and repurpose everything we can because we want to be better for mother nature who provides us with our magic so next time someone's gonna throw away like a pickle jar any kind of condiment jar save the jar and just rinse it out. And that's an easy way to do it. And if anyone asks, just say that you're using them as storage containers for stuff because you're trying to be more eco-friendly and not have to buy more plastic stuff. Mm -hmm. and yeah, and you can put herbs in there. I mean, you can put your stuff in there. Um, you know, crystals are pretty like out there now in the world. And I don't know where you live or what your family is, background is, but 
crystals are pretty well known. A lot of people just have them because they're pretty. And you can use that as an excuse <laughs> that they're just pretty. Or it's a science project for something because they do study that in school. They do study Absolutely. You can totally do that. And it also comes in a lot of jewelry and there's a lot of crystal beads that you can even get at like big box, like craft stores like Michael's. Yeah. You yes, know? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so you can exactly. totally do that. There's easy ways to do it. And if you listen through the episodes that we've, we've done in the past, I feel like we've done a lot about um, low pro witchery, like things to do because not everyone is out of the broom closet. So people need to be a little more discreet. So we've talked about discreet magic a lot. Yes. Yes. And you know, if you're going to be working with the candles, you can always use the saint candles because they do represent different uh, deities in the, in the craft as well. So, I mean, if you can just do a little research on that, that would be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we have another story. Okay, can I just say, guys, I love it when you guys share stories with us. Please send more stories. Like, yes, I love we'll them. Do. I love the um, stories. And this one is from our girl, Onyx. Hi, Onyx. I love you. She is so cool. Um, all right. Hi, Shauna and Monica. I have something for you two to share on your next Ask Estrega. This is going to be very long-winded because I'm so excited. Therefore, if you need to edit it down, I completely understand. Due to the pandemic, my family has been struggling financially like so many are right now. This Saturday, we are going to go to the bank to consolidate some debt, and I was worried we might not get it. I decided to do a money spell that Shauna and Monica gave us on the podcast from the Money Magic episode. I couldn't have picked a better night to do it. The working was a Friday, which is Venus's day and good for money and for money magic and love, which I learned from Monica in the Candle Magic episode. It yes. was also a full moon. Additionally, I used one of the cleansing baths. I did a shower that Shauna had given us using green tea. I also used purple haze oil on my third eye that I got from Shauna and Monica, which is some heady shit. Oh, yeah, that's Monica's <laughs> secret recipe. There is some good shit. It is, yeah. For the cleansing shower, I used salt, rosemary, blue ball, Two bags of green tea, which I put in a small cheesecloth like a pouch. The spell I used for the money magic was the one with the green candle, coins, and magnet, but I went a little deeper. After carving the candle, I dressed it with bergamot oil. See, we're just talking about how badass bergamot is. Yeah. Um, I dressed it with bergamot oil and surrounded the candle with two tonka beans, four pumpkin seeds from my pumpkin from Samhain, dried baby's breath, cloves, rosemary, mint, blue ball, two adventuring stones, and the coins. For the energy raising, I used a technique from another podcast I listened to called the Sex Magic Podcast, where you use the energy from the big O's to send the intention. I drew from my husband's energy and mine. Afterwards, I just kept the energy going by dancing and just being free while sky clad in my sanctuary, which is my altar room. I put all of my candles. I used several white candles white glass candles to light the room during a working out around the room except for the spell candle which I left burning on my altar. The whole experience was absolutely amazing. That night was the first night I truly felt the goddess and God's present in circle. The craziest and amazing thing hadn't even come yet. After I came down from the energy rush I went to bed. I dreamt that my husband was lying in bed staring out the windows in our room. Our room is a sunroom with tons of windows and blinds, and he was just staring. I asked him what he was looking at. Still staring at the windows, he said he could see the trees outside. I chuckled and said, but the windows and blinds are shut. He was like, I know, but I can see them. 
My dream self was like, holy shit, your third eye is open. He must have gotten some of that purple haze on him during the energy raising. In my dream, I knew it was a dream, but it felt like it was actually happening at the same time. I think the goddess and God spoke to me through the dream, telling me that I have started the next part of my path and that they see me. Again, not the crazy, craziest, most eye-opening moment yet. Damn, this girl's on a roll. Saturday morning, I woke up and I walked to my sanctuary ready to go. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw that the candle... That there was still candlelight in the room. Eventually, I thought the spell candle should have burned out by now. It had been at least six hours, and it was only a chime candle. I walked back to the room. My, draw, my jaw dropped. One of my white candles on my altars on the goddess side was burning bright and had been burning for a few hours at least. Wow. There was no way that it could have relit itself naturally. I was shook. I told my husband to come look and told him the significance of the candle being lit. He's a very mundane and not magical, but he knows that Wicca and witchcraft what which Wicca and witchcraft mean to me. He knew it was a huge fucking deal. I have chills every time I think about it. I left the candle to burn completely out, which it did until this morning, Monday. Before we left for the bank, I took all the herbs, coins, stones, and divided them up into two pouches. I put the magnet in my pouch because I'll be the one paying the loan, so it needed to come my way specifically. I gave my husband one and wore mine around my neck, also put my tiger's eye in my bra. We went to the bank and it manifested. We got the loans we needed. Finally, we can breathe. Saturday night, I gave the herbs and apples from my offering back to the earth thank the goddess and god for being so amazing and seeing this through not just this but everything every day i wanted to share this with you too shauna and monica i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you do for the witch community and for the wsw coven you give invaluable knowledge and wisdom that gives me and other witches the know-how to have confidence to manifest their will thank you shauna and monica for the badass witches that you are blessed be your girl onyx Oh, wow. Damn, Onyx, you just had some, like, big witch fucking energy. I have chills. Like, where where do I even start? I'm just so amazed how thorough she was. How thorough. I think that's awesome and amazing. That's Holy a good shit. ritual right there. She thought that shit through. Yes, and very strategically and very, and very specifically. I love that. And see, you did it. You're a witch. You're a yep. witch. You're, dude, I have, like, seriously, like, I have chills from my arms all the way down my legs. Like, amazing. I, I just, I love everything that you did with that ritual. First off, it came from a place of need, not want. You didn't do this because yeah. you went on a vacation. You did it because you and your family were struggling and you needed to get shit done. And yes. you got it done. I love that you included your husband in it. I'm sure he didn't mind a little sex magic. They never really do. Um, but the fact that he did it with you, I think is super cool. And like raising that energy and doing that, especially because that spell really did encompass the both of you because it's both of your finances, you know? Yes. Yes. And that, that's good that he contributed. Yeah. That's the most, excuse me, most important part that he believes. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And then we have the goddess candle lighting itself. And I can think of two instances where something like that has happened, kind mm -hmm. of. And let me tell you, yes, that is the goddess telling you like, girl, I got you. I heard you. That, that was beautiful. And the first time was with, well, the second time it's happened um, was last summer solstice with you, Monica. Yes. That was so amazing. I loved every second of that. That, that did happen. We did um, yeah. a a filmed ritual for summer solstice for this pagan camp out in Los Angeles called PCR Pacific Circle Revival. And when, when we looked at the video later um, for the ritual, we saw that when Monica went to go light the God candle, 
before her match even touched it it was it lit itself i know it was insane i loved it (laughs) that's amazing the other time that I've seen that happen was years ago after my dad passed away I had this little shelf in my room where I had pictures of like my grandma and my cat and I would put candles there to light them light for them every time I got home so after my dad died I put his picture and put a candle up for him and I get home from work to go light them and I pulled down my grandmother's candle and it was already lit and it had been burning for at least an hour or so like the wax wasn't super melted but it was getting softer and I felt like that was her telling me, like, hey, I'm here, and I got him. It's all good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's magic, baby. That's magic. Oh, yeah. So, Onyx, thank you for sharing that. That is yeah, fucking that badass. Go you. Go you. Big witch energy. Good girl. Good student. Good girl. hmm So, we got one more. Okay. And this is a, an interesting topic that can be a little heated if you will and we've touched on things like this before um and this came up a little bit in conversation with one of our listeners um when i was talking to her on instagram and she um suggested maybe a show topic on this but i thought it'd be a good ask estrega so this is coming from stephanie it says do you follow family tradition or your dna so for instance and i don't know how much i can share about her specific story but what i will say especially with dna tests or people tracking down their family history or even for people that have been adopted or don't know their family you know you're raised with certain traditions that might not biologically go with you you know you might be of i don't know goddish descent goddish descent but then you were raised by italians you know so your family tradition is going to be strega but your blood is telling you you're scottish so when things like that happen she's like which one do you follow she's like there's also appropriation so it's just people that just get called to something so which is essentially cultural appropriation she's like i know european descent witches who claim to be voodoo slash hoodoo practitioners and other friends who have blood from haiti um, that are very angry about this so when it comes to that like which tradition do you follow and i feel i mean we really could talk about this for a long time but what do you think monica well that's a tough one but I just feel it's the one that you're most drawn to. And I feel like seek out both if you know your family DNA and you know, you know, your family background, seek that out and experiment with that and then go with um, the, what was the other one? The family, the family that you were raised with or the, the yeah, you know, like this. what like traditions were you raised with mm-hmm. and see what feels the best. You're going to know immediately by experiencing both things and then making a decision that's what i would do well and then like i mean monica you run an italian coven that's based off of italian witchcraft but not all of your members are italian no not at all no and i'm actually in when i ran my dna most of my um bloodline comes out scottish irish i mean i'm mostly scottish irish and um it's interesting because i did want to explore that but when I found out I had to make a choice, I was already a slega and I didn't want to, it felt right just to be where I am. So, yeah. Well, and so. I understand that too, because, you know, I was raised by the, like, you know, 
whitewashed American side and Hawaiian side of my family. I wasn't really raised by the Italian side of my family. So when I got into witchcraft, I thought naturally I would be drawn to like, you know, the Hawaiian shamanism or something like that. And honestly, I can't even get through a single book on it. It does not capture my interest. But Straya did. But even further than that, it doesn't necessarily have to be within your descent at all. It could just be something that simply speaks to you. Mm -hmm. With that said, be careful what you do and approach it with like a lot of knowledge and a lot of respect because this is something, you know, we try as a society now to be so careful about cultural appropriation when really there's a lot of that that goes on within witchcraft, but it's done in a way that's a lot more respectful so it's not I feel like it's not pointed out as much and I'm not saying whether it's wrong or right I'm just saying that I see it a lot mm-hmm. yeah. you know but um if you're gonna go for something that like totally like it is not within you know your traditions that you were raised with or your DNA that's fine but just really do your research approach it with respect but also be mindful of closed practices there are closed practices out there that you really just shouldn't fuck with whether it's just out of respect or because, you know, a closed practice can mean a couple different things, but one can even mean that there's a level of initiation you need before you can start drawing from that practice and doing those things. That initiation is placed there for a reason. And part of that is to protect you. Right. Because you might not, it might not be for you, mm-hmm. you know, be for you. And that's why, that's why you like walk the walk for a minute and then decide whether it is for you or not. Yeah, so definitely do your homework and know, is this a closed practice? Do I need to really think about that and seek out an expert to see if they would be willing to instruct me? Because if it's meant to be, it'll happen. But going back to what Stephanie was talking about, um, DNA versus tradition and what you've been raised with, honestly, research both and see what calls to you. That's what I think. Yeah, that's the way to fly. That's the only way to fly. You have to experience it and feel it, live it for a minute, and then you'll get your answer. Do both for a second, go to different rituals, go to different circles and feel it. You'll know. It'll be very clear to you, I promise. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you guys so much for writing in. Everyone, please send us all your stories, all of your questions, wine, spirits, and witches at gmail.com. Um, I go on the Instagram page on occasion, but I will not, I cannot promise that I will see all of the messages on there. So if you want your question or story shared on an Ask a Strig episode, again, please email it only to wine, spirits, and witches at gmail.com. Yes. And on that note, Mary Meet. Mary Part. And, and Mary Meet Again. Meet again.